0: What would you do if you were all-powerful like God? What would you do if you were all-powerful like God? I know the first thing I would do without any doubt. The first thing I would do is find my wallet. Because I lost it. And it's laying in a ditch somewhere. I'm almost positive. Everything in it is replaceable except for one thing. My Papa Murphy's stamp card. (laughs) I was one away from a free pizza. (laughs) I'm not kidding. If one were all powerful like God, I'm sure there'd be a long list to do. I have a long list, very similar things like finding my wallet. And I imagine. I imagine that I would shape my world in a way that's convenient to me, in a way I see fit that, uh, that's according to my liking. I imagine it would be incredibly tempting even to take pleasure in the fact that n- no one could really stop me and I could do whatever I wanted. Maybe in an altruistic m- moment, I might shape the world in a way that's fitting to a few friends or family of mine. But mostly, I imagine, knowing my weaknesses, I would shape it exactly to my liking. The first reading today speaks to us in the Book of Wisdom about God's power. And God's approach to his power is a little bit different than mine would be. For example, the Book of Wisdom says, for your might is the source of justice. Your mastery over all things makes you lenient to all. God's total power does not make him arbitrary and reckless like I would be. That's exactly the opposite. God is just and fair, ordering the world in a way that's beneficial to all and is just to all in his wisdom precisely because he's all-powerful. God's mastery over all things does not make him cruel and selfish, as I would be, but it's the opposite. The scripture says, your mastery over all things makes you lenient to all, makes you kind to all. And in fact, the first reading even goes on to connect God's total power, his omnipotence, and his willingness to offer forgiveness of sins. They go together. To get a counterexample to this, God's unlimited power, think of your favorite 20th century tyrant or dictator, the one you know the most about. Think of Hitler or Stalin or Mao or what have you. Of course their deeds were evil and absolutely morally repugnant without a doubt. But in thinking about them and understanding them, it might be tempting to think that even if they were evil that these men had power. I would suggest exactly the opposite. Tyrants and dictators are cruel and selfish, selfish precisely because their power is limited. There is insecurity in their power, meaning they could lose their power. They're not omnipotent. And because they're not omnipotent and they are insecure, they increasingly make desperate attempts to shape the world in their selfish image and to cling to what little control over the world that they have because they could lose it. It's precisely the opposite for God. It's precisely because God is all-powerful that he can be kind without limit. It's precisely because God is all-powerful that he can be lenient to all, even to those who resist him. By definition, his power cannot be threatened, and so he is free. Free to be vulnerable and generous and kind without limit. By definition, he has no need to cling to his power. He holds it easily and lightly. And by definition, this power that cannot be taken from him, he is able to be generous and to without exception, to will the good for each individual soul. Now, this power of God god has exhibited power and great miracles countless times without a doubt but i wonder where has he been the most powerful is it splitting of the red sea is it creating the world is it many miracles of healing through the lives of the saints and through the history of the scriptures for the catholic christian there is only one answer And it's in our beautiful stained glass window on the side of the church here. It's the cross. There is the image of God's unlimited power. Externally, it's interesting to note, it looks like the opposite. It looks like this man has been defeated. Externally, it appears that this God-man is totally vulnerable to the violence of the Roman soldiers. But internally, everyone, internally, there is utter freedom and utter power because the Son of God is completely focused on surrendering himself to the Father and that cannot be taken from him. Internally, there is utter confidence in the Father's power to draw salvation for everyone through this horrible moment and that cannot be taken from him as a side note i just want to say the eucharist has a similar structure for us everyone externally it appears to be bread and wine but internally is a very presence the very power the very freedom of God. Now, God wants to share. God wants to share this very same freedom and the very same power which he displays from the cross, which each one of us. He wants to give us the same freedom and the same power, and he wants to do it, everyone, in our ordinary everyday lives, the ordinary events of daily life, our ordinary common relationships the most basic things. And so, every individual Christian is free to share in that same power and that same freedom to the extent that they too surrender and accept and have interior confidence in the total power of God. That they exhibit that same internal abandonment to God. They too share in that freedom and that power in the events of their ordinary, everyday life. And that power, everyone, that we abandon ourselves to is the very reason and the very source of God's kindness and his mercy and his unlimited goodness towards you. And he exercises that power according to a plan that he has established with unfailing wisdom. The events of our daily life no matter how small, no matter how common our relationship or ordinary, they have more to them than what appears on the surface if, if we approach them with an abandonment, with an interior surrender and openness to the activity of God, to the wisdom of God, and to God's unlimited power.